Ileana Berkowitz is a first-generation baker from the Bay Area. She has cultivated a passionate following for her brand, As Needed Bakery, through a subscription service and pop-ups throughout the Bay, eventually leading to opening up doors to her own brick-and-mortar in San Leandro, California, in November of 2018. She talked to us about her early experimentation in the kitchen, which helped set her up for success when she first entered the world of commercial baking. We discuss how she was able to find her place in the community, her luck in finding the perfect location, and paying it forward. It was a great conversation about everything bread. So grab yourself a nosh and let's get into it and see what's good. Quality, 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 quality goods. Quality, 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 quality goods. What is going on, good people? We are back again on another Quality Goods Podcast. I am Chris Beatty. And I am Anson Jay. And today we have a special guest from my neighborhood. We have the owner and head baker of As Needed Bakery. We have Ileana Berkowitz. Whoop. How are you doing, Ileana? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's our pleasure. Yes, thank you for joining us. Sure. Yeah. So, uh... You know, I uh, have a confession to make. I have become addicted to the sticky buns, <laughs> and it is becoming a problem and in my a- uh, in my diet there. But uh, no problem for me. Yeah, <laughs> keep coming. Yeah, no, those are some of the tastiest treats that I may have ever had. Mm-hmm. I just have to get that out of the way. I'm not a huge sweets person either, or a bread person for that matter. Yeah. But those things are just so good. Yeah, I was Thank able to you. stop by the shop on Sunday, so yeah, I got, I got able to get some tour. of those finally. Yeah. Um, but I, we, I stopped at the at your booth at the Cherry Festival, so I got some of that stuff. And this time, I was able to go to the actual shop. So, nice. And yeah, and he helped me out. Um, I was like, my first time, what loaf should I get? You know, so he broke it down for me. So I was able to get the uh, the honey porridge. So nice. yeah, that was good. And then for you, like a bunch of the other yeah. stuff. So just That's a little bit That's one I actually still haven't had yet is the oh. honey porridge. Yeah, that I've was t- good. I've taken the tour. but Yeah, it's uh, a very good snack. And bro, we just chopped it up and had it out for Father's Day. So It's definitely our most most popular loaf. It's mm-hmm. uh, Once people try it, they tend not to... Not to try any other loaf, <laughs> because it's so if unique. If you know it works, oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad I saved that one for last. Yeah, then, so. yeah. yeah it's super moist, yeah. but it's also like firm. Like it, yeah, yep. it's it's great. So you opened doors in November of last year. Yep, just seven months ago. Wow, wow. it must seem like a lifetime ago by now. <sighs> I can't remember what happened last week. <laughs> blink, blink of an eye. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the business itself um, has been in existence for almost three years. And we started out in a commercial kitchen in the peninsula and started building out the bakery in uh, April of 2018. Lucky for me, I mean, lucky, it was really an educated move to uh, find a space two blocks from my home. And then (laughs) also that was a food space. So there wasn't a whole lot of build out involved, just a pretty easy six months. And Mm. uh, my director of operations and I just took the bull by the horns and um, really moved quickly to get in there. So that seems like a lifetime ago as well. (laughs) I mean, I I remember like seeing the signage go up and I was like, oh, look at this. I got a new bakery in the neighborhood. Little did I know it was going to become an addiction. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, it's a problem when it's so close to you, I'm sure. Yeah, but it's a, it's a cool scene that, you know, you're only open to the public on Wednesday evenings Wednesday, and the weekends. Mm-hmm, exactly right. Yeah. For now, although we, we do get a lot of pressure to open more, <laughs> but Understandably it's, it's so. a lot more work than, than people realize. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, just getting, just getting loaves out the door and to the right place, you know, mm. with delivery is, is its own, yeah, its you own know. business on its own. <laughs> totally. So, yes. so opening the shop and then facing the, the, the public coming up with a whole line of what I call noshes, which is a Yiddish word for snack. Mm. Um, you know, that's been, that's been a whole other thing. So th- that's an invention of just the past seven months, really. Nice. Yeah. I have been a huge fan of the noshes. What is, uh, one I had, uh, last 
week or something, the Fugaz. Oh, the, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that, great. That was a new thing to me. I, I like to think of it as uh, like a marriage between like a... Uh, like a baguette and a pretzel, almost. Yeah, yeah, it has a chewiness about yeah. it. Yeah, uh, a You're cool right. shape. Yeah, but it was super tasty as well. Mm, thank you. I know you uh, you brought a bakery to the East Bay, and it's something like it's a, it's kind of a rarity in the in the neighborhood at least. Mm. And I have to say that uh, it's it's been really nice to have something like that around. Now, what made you decide to uh, move your operation to the yeah. East Bay? Yeah, good question. So I, um, first of all, I have almost nine years of professional bread baking experience. So I've been a bread baker for a very long time. Um, I started my business at a time when I lived in the East Bay and I was working for a different bread business that has gone out of business. Um which was based in a commercial kitchen. Mm. And so I kind of got exposed to uh, what it's like to be in a commercial kitchen and have a, a very small bread operation. Um, how I got to the East Bay was that when I moved back to California, I'm from I'm from the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Palo Alto, actually. Okay. Um, but both, both of my parents are New Yorkers. Mm. And so <laughs> part of that kind of drew me to go live on the East Coast for 10 years. So when I say I moved back to California, it's because I did. Um, (laughs) In March of 2015, I guess. um, I lived at home for a few months with my folks in Redwood City and couldn't wait to get the hell out of there. (laughs) So, yeah, I know uh, how that goes. Yeah, (laughs) motivation to get it (laughs) rocking. Right. So, you know, decided to uh, move in with my boyfriend. We both moved out of our respective parents' (laughs) homes and we looked for a place to live and. We couldn't afford much. Yeah. I mean, East we, rent we crazy uh, anywhere. Yeah, he, yeah, he's from Union City, mm-hmm. and I, um, I didn't want to live there. Although we could have, um, mm. Union City's fine. And then, um, yeah, we just—I had never even heard of San Leandro. Yeah. People, that's you know, people still really haven't heard of San yeah, Leandro. No, but it's, it's the heart of the Bay. I mean, yeah. it's so close to <laughs> yeah, everywhere. It really yeah, is. you can get to anywhere um, from there pretty easily. Yeah, totally. So. Right close by the Oakland airport, mm-hmm. all the major yeah, the freeways. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, not to mention like the weather's great. It's yeah. really mm-hmm. diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, great food. Yep. There. Yeah. I, I, that was something More, I didn't expect yeah. when I moved yeah. to San Leandro. The downtown Cena is so much food. Sometimes I have trouble making a decision what yes. I want to eat. Yeah, good problem to have. Yes, true. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it was really out of the... Uh, unaffordability of the greater bay that I was then exposed to the mere existence of San Leandro, which I think is a tale we hear a lot. A lot of our customers come in and they say, oh, we just moved, we just bought, we came mm. from San Francisco. You know, there are people that yeah. are yes. like me. But they, yeah, they got priced yeah. out, but they could afford, you know, to exactly. buy in San yes. Leandro. So I'm starting to see a lot more of that. Um, and yeah, and I, and I continue to live here for uh you know, now it's almost four years mm-hmm. and it's great. And I really want to, I'd like to buy a house myself, Nice, but I feel very planted, you know, with the bakery and building the community there. So, well, it's not a bad community to be in. Yeah. yeah. So you started baking bread how many years ago? Uh, I, I, you know, it must be, it was, it was a February. Um, <laughs> What year I can't, I'm trying to remember right now, but it's either eight or nine years ago. Okay. Yeah. So I had been a home baker um, throughout college. I tried to avoid studying and writing essays <laughs> and took on a lot of baking projects nice. um, with equal uh, importance. I, I, yeah, that was a. I mean, ultimately, a good thing, but then not so great for my yeah. grades. Um, you had a blog as well. I had a, had a baking, baking blog. Nice. I hope nobody ever finds it. It's, it's still up. I went through it, and it's super embarrassing. Wow. Not a great... Yeah, anyway. Um, I didn't really tackle bread too much during that time. It was just kind of making my way into the world of ingredients and Hmm. putting recipes together and seeing how the oven worked and seeing how heat worked and just kind of figuring out those basic Mm -hmm. culinary systems, um, which really laid a good groundwork for me because when I went on to become a bread baker, I had a lot of, I had a lot of the the kitchen know-how already, not in a production setting, but in a home level, Mm -hmm. um, which a lot of folks don't even come in with. Um, who I hire, and I that's that's something I need to tra- I train people with. Nice. Um, but that was a good 
a good kind of foundation for me. So. So you started in the East Coast uh, with your professional baking career? Yep. Yep. So um, I graduated from college. I went to American University in Washington, D.C., graduated into a very bad job market in 2010. Mm. Um, couldn't find a job with my bachelor's degree in anthropology. Hey. Shocking. <laughs> um, and yeah, tried to look for jobs in bakeries. Couldn't get a job in a bakery because wow. I didn't have experience. Mm. Did some temp work that was Oh, you didn't pointless. show them your blog. Yeah, right. Freshly home-baked loaf. Yeah, no, that, that didn't, that wouldn't have got me anywhere. Um, but eventually I decided to leave DC and live in Philadelphia. Um, a friend, a good friend from college was living in Philly. He was attending a librarian school at Drexel. And I thought, you know, kind of like San Leandro, I thought, oh, Philly, it's been so close this whole time, but I've never really gone there. I, I don't really know what to expect. And I fell in love like the day nice. I moved there. Wow. Um, and I lived there for, for four and a half years. And I, I still wish I lived there. It's, it's an amazing city. <laughs> nice. um, and what's one thing that's so great about it is you can really be whoever you want to be there. Mm -hmm. It's like a judgment free zone. Um, so at, at some point I wanted to be a baker and without baking experience and did talk about that passion and it, it did get me a job. Nice. And so I was able to get my foot in the door and get some practical experience on a production mm -hmm. level and then take that to better jobs. So how much has the uh, East Coast influenced the style that you bake today? Mm. I I would say somewhat. Um, maybe not necessarily that it was East Coast, but the, the main place I worked that had the greatest uh, impact on me was a French bistro called Park. And um, it's owned by Steven Starr, who's a really big restaurateur in Philadelphia, New York, Miami, uh, DC, a lot of other places. He owns like Budokan and, mm. you know, think Morimoto, stuff like okay. that. Um, but he also has this French bistro that's right in the heart of Philadelphia. And so we were, we had very authentic, we made very authentic French bread mm. there. And um, the team was um, observed and informed by like really important boulangers of France. And so I got like a, a definitive style of baguette mm. and I'm very influenced by that baguette which is why today I make a Parisienne style baguette and not a sourdough baguette no sour no sourdough if anybody's <laughs> read anything about me they know I don't give a shit about a sourdough baguette <laughs> Um, and, and I, I think was a little gross. disappointed recently. Like I, I was going up to my parents' house for Mother's Day, and I was really hoping to pick up some baguettes from your bakery. And I had to ask my mom. I was like, "Hey, did you get any bread already?" And she's like, "Oh, I already bought some baguettes." I was like, "No, <laughs> no. You throw them out." Were they man. the right ones? Or yeah, exactly? Uh, they were. Were they were sour? Were they from sour? Costco. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> On Mother's Day. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. You know, it was her Come decision. On, son. But I did, however, <laughs> yeah. bring a bunch of uh, other delectables. Cool. I, bought, I brought some uh, bread pudding and a few sticky buns, and they were hits. That's great. Yeah. Good. One question I had um, was, you know, like you said, you, you were kind of fortunate when you started that you already kind of knew your way around a kitchen. But what was the biggest, um, like, change when you started doing it, like, professionally? Like, what really stood out? Like, oh, man, I, I, mm. I didn't expect that out of this. Well, I think something that I was both surprised by and really enamored of was like the pace. Mm. It's like it's nonstop. You know, you're behind someone, you're holding a sharp object, you're mm -hmm. doing this, you're doing that. You're thinking about a hundred different things at once. So baking is like, it's like a version of having your business. Like mm. I'm thinking right now while we're doing this podcast about like 400 other things. <laughs> yep. And like they're, they're all happening because mm -hmm. like I put them in place, Yeah. you know, and you know, like somebody, like two people were trained and now they're at my bakery baking my bread. Nice. While, like right I'm, while I'm doing this podcast, yes. you know, I yes. don't need to be there for that to happen. But, but anyway, to, to your point, mm -hmm. I, um, yeah, I think just like the the management of many different mm. things at the same time. Yeah. Um, and how one thing really affects something else down the line. Nothing is isolated. Yes. Um, yeah, it affects the whole, yeah, mm -hmm. the whole production. Yeah, especially when you're doing something in mass quantity. Mm. There's just, there are different things you have to think about. Um, so I think I was very surprised by that, by like how much 
I was allowed to do mm. in a in like a day's work. It was like so invigorating. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas at home, you know, there's a sense of accomplishment when you make something, but like it's it's small and it's it's not really like part of a greater thing. Mm. But kind of putting my skills to the good of a business, I think I I really liked that right away. Even though the first place I worked was. <laughs> a, a nightmare. Um, mm-hmm. I still, I think I still picked up a lot of lessons from it, kind yeah, of a, what, what not to what do. Not to do. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. What about the difference between like somebody baking at home versus using a commercial oven? Mm, yeah, totally. And there's like right now, I feel is a huge moment for bread bakers at home because mm. There's a lot of interest in artisan bread. It's kind of like seeing this, it's like third wave bread, just like there's like third wave coffee or feminism. Mm. Now now there's bread. Like people are really being inspired by each other's work and creating, um, especially on Instagram and, you know, other forms of social media. There's just like a sharing of knowledge that Mm. is both cool and also vomit worthy. (laughs) Um, It's it's, a fine line. (laughs) It's, yeah, it's too fine of a line, to be Mm. honest. But, um, yeah, there's the the way that a home baker can, you know, focus in on like an exact, an exactness in his or her craft versus like what we do, which is, which is exact, but it's also, there's just so many individual pieces of bread that we're making that, Things are, you know, somewhat sloppier. Uh, there's an intention of perfection, but of course, there's real life and you know, 400 other things going on. So, yeah, and every loaf is going to be different. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're still definitely at a point where we're we're still an artisan bakery. You know, mm-hmm. we're doing a lot of the process by hand. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there there will be. There there can be differences. <laughs> yeah. We try not to by you know some standardized factors like certain times temperatures mm, you know we try to pay attention to the dough and how it's how it's living yeah, and what gotcha. what's going on with it but there you know we just had a heat wave right for a yeah. few days yeah. and that was Changes crazy oh, wow. you know yeah. that that was a big a big boon for us yeah i think that's something so. that people don't realize when baking is that your environment like affects the outcome of the product mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. i mean bread is yeah, it, it like is the earth. Like whatever's happening in real life is like going to affect the bread. Yeah, like the moisture yeah. in the air. Yeah. Do yeah. you have a speaking of like environmental factors? Do you have any like crazy like old starters or like <laughs> some like legendary starter? For no, and in loves? fact, I'll I'll take this moment in the podcast to dispel the myth that <laughs> you know an old ancient starter is is interesting or or better or you know whatever it just means it's it it started earlier mm. right that's like a 60 year old versus a 14 year old like they're just different gotcha um yeah. that's not really a great example because I, <laughs> I would definitely take advice from a 60 year old over a 14 year old but in terms of like how we so a starter is uh you take a portion of it and then mix it with new flour and new water to make mm. more of it. So we do this process every day at the bakery. Mm. Um, and so the, the part that started, you know, 60 years ago, that's a, it's not even a fraction of a percentage at this point. So <laughs> gotcha. it's really depending on the quote inoculation, like how much of the original you use mm. as a percentage of like the new total. It's, it's not really the old thing anymore. Gotcha. But yeah, there's totally a mythology around bread and oldness. And I think, um, <laughs> what's that bakery in San Francisco? Boudin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 They've definitely perpetuated that. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a really cool little factory tour though. Like yeah. if you've ever been to it, you oh, know, where they have, have, they have the bread on the <laughs> c- conveyor belt or mm. it's on like, it's above, it's above your head in the bakery moving around. Anyway, it's cooler than I'm describing. Uh, I always <laughs> see them making the, uh, the bread animals in the window. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's cool too. Yeah. I've seen that. Pretty different. <laughs> um, for you, uh, like obviously baking, like you said, you've been doing it for years now. Um, was there something, was that like a childhood thing that you always like baking? Was that like your first like kind of um, around the kitchen or? No, I mean, my, my we didn't even really eat that much bread mm. growing up. Um, we ate a lot. And we ate, you know, without abandon, but we, <laughs> but we analyzed food a lot. Mm. We really stopped and thought about it and talked about like what we liked or didn't like. I mean, to this day, my dad will just all of a sudden say, 
you know, I really love cinnamon rolls. And then like, we just start talking about that for, yeah. you know, 20, 30 minutes and nice. what parts we like and what we don't like. Yeah, yesterday, yesterday <laughs> at his 60th birthday, we had a round table discussion about what makes a good tuna casserole. Nice. In my opinion, nothing. Really? Okay. I can't say I'm a huge tuna casserole fan. Yeah. I'll I like take a scoop sandwiches. if it's out. But yeah, I guess I'm not, I'm not like thinking about making it anytime, but yeah. Okay. So, but I mean, you're getting the gist of like yeah, sure. yeah, where I'm coming from. So, yeah. um, so anyway, yeah, I, we were very culinary minded. My, mm. my dad's dad was a, was a chef okay. actually. Um, but we cooked to just live. Like gotcha. we didn't make anything yeah. really fancy mm -hmm. growing up. Um, we ate out, you know, a decent amount. Mm -hmm. And I think we were like trained in what was good food. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like yeah. a, a context for me. But um, yeah, we I, I can't even like remember eating bread yeah. at okay. home. Yeah. It really wasn't a part of it. I have always been raised on sliced bread mm. for the most part yeah. from, from the grocery well, yeah, store. Yeah, that's the thing too. There's only like three or four options at the grocery store. There's a bunch of brands that make those three or four options. That's crazy. Yeah. You've been being robbed of all the styles of bread that's out yeah. there. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, even now, I mean, so there, there are a lot of, you know, artisan bread bakeries starting and, you know, sort of expanding or not expanding or deciding what where they want to uh, grow their business. But on every shelf where we sell, because we're mostly a wholesale business, mm -hmm. it's the same. You know, there's Acme, there's Semi Freddy, maybe there's Firebrand. Now there's a lot of As Needed, mm -hmm. um, and there's a few others. But yeah, there's definitely there are more options now than when we grew up. Yeah. Um, so maybe if you know the artisan bakeries were around then when I was growing up, maybe it would have been a larger part of my my life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think with food in general, it's become a thing like we're kind of at the tail end of all like the processed food, like in just like grocery shopping, you know, buying like canned vegetables mm. and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And now people are really getting into more fresh, locally sourced ingredients and, uh, you know, artisan baked goods. And mm -hmm. it's it's really good. People are more uh, aware of what they're putting into their bodies now. Yeah, I think that's part of like that thin line too of like how social media uh, shows it. Cause yeah, like you could see pe what the people are eating in other countries. So, or like, you know, when your friends are even visiting other stuff. So now you're like, man, I really want to see if that's out here. And there's more of a market for it. Cause now you, when you're searching for it, like you want something to come up. So, and I think it's been coming in waves. I mean, that's, but I do notice, like you said, like bread is just becoming a, a much bigger thing. Like, uh, like you said, like, I don't know, people overlook that. Like, we're, like you were talking about discussing, discussing certain things. One of my friends and I were talking about like what we think sandwiches are about. And we're like the bread and spread, you know, like <laughs> what's inside. And like his coworker didn't really understand that that's important. He's like, it doesn't matter as long as it's holding the stuff inside. Like, oh my oh, God. Yeah, oh, like, no. Mm -hmm. We're trying to show him the way. The but bread is as much of a part of a sandwich sure. as the content. For sure. Does he sandwiches? Or yeah. He, he, <laughs> oh, but no. that's the thing too. Like uh, my, my friend was like, dude, he eats the same sandwich oh, every day. So no. that's the I'm like, that's even worse. Like, yeah. So he's one of those guys that's it's definitely just eat to for the fuel. I'm like, man, like. Just mix it up a little bit, but yikes! I wonder what's on his sandwich. Yeah, I don't even think it's nothing crazy. I'll have to get some confirmation. I don't want to. Mm. I don't want to do him too dirty. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm like it's like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That'd be that'd be even worse. Yeah. Like yikes! Oh. Yeah, I've said this before, but I don't trust people that don't like sandwiches, man. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Yeah, like just a good sandwich is yeah. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'd like to get into the sandwich game, but not mm. not right now. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But something on a possibility. Maybe yeah. I have yeah. a lot of I have a lot of ideas for my next business. There you go. Which is crazy. But. <laughs> yeah. Add Always that to on. The, add that to the four hundred yeah. things that are in your head already the next day. Yeah, yeah, I'm building a bakery in my mind yeah. another place. So. <laughs> I did yeah. see that your breads are being used at uh, Poke Eatery though, doing like yeah. the, the toasts. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. That, they were one of our first accounts actually. Um yeah, they do a a poke toast with you know awesome. just imagine poke but with uh, on on an avocado toast nice well, I mean, mixes I like, everything i like uh, smoked salmon on toast yep. so mm -hmm. i mean i could definitely see that happening you would like it then they have uh three locations two of which are in the east bay and one Ooh. in san mateo and they're they're a franchise so okay. they, i think they have one in austin and they're nice. growing yeah poke bowls are a hot ticket item right now i'm not mm. mad at it i love poke oh yeah. me too yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, throw out some toast. I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. So how do you feel about the uh, uprise and kind of, it's quieted out now, but like how avocado toast was uh, 
yeah, being talked about age. pretty heavily for a minute. Yeah. You know, it's uh, millennials not being able to afford yeah. homes because of $15 our uh, need for avocado toast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think that's the reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and it's not toast's fault. I actually think that toast is a brilliant idea. And I'd like to get into the toast game. That's one of my next ideas. Mm. Um, toast for me is a it's a vehicle for people to learn about the bread that I make and sell. Mm. So somebody has a toast that seems a little more approachable because it's small. You know, our loaves are a kilo. It's a mm. it's a big loaf, um, you know. True. So uh, a toast is a manageable, you know, piece of bread, right. and then with a delicious topping on it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I mean, from a business standpoint, it's it probably has a great margin on it. Yeah, and, and it's just a, a good way to expose people to different products that we yeah. sell mm-hmm. and show them what they could then do at home. The point to me of toast would be, oh, try, you know, an almond butter and, you know, kumquat jam locally from In a Jam mm-hmm. um, on our flax sunflower because maybe you didn't know you, you liked bread with seeds in it and mm-hmm. then you tried it. Yeah. Then you can buy the bread and assemble your mm-hmm. own ingredients and do it at home. Yeah, I toasted. Uh, all right, I'm, I might butcher this one. It's uh, it's called a, a miche. Or yeah, the miche. miche. Yeah, yeah. Okay. you got it. Oh, I got it right. But just even just toasting a piece of that in my cast iron and putting a little bit of butter on it, it oh, was. Yeah. I was amazed yeah. at like the texture of the bread. Like, I was, like I said, I grew up eating like sliced bread. So when I come across a loaf like that, and with, it's a lot more dense. Yeah. Like the crust is just toasted up perfectly. Definitely. That's also yeah. like one of my favorite memes is that one. It's like the guy who invented toast, man, or whatever. It's like, oh, ate a piece of bread, like cook it again. Like, yeah, it's like, why not? It's like, yeah, awesome. Brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Such a small little thing. Like, no, you know what? It needs to be cooked again. A little crispier. But. Yeah, I mean, so so my opinions on avocado toast are, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. I would and, agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If it's too expensive for you, then buy an avocado and yeah. buy a loaf of bread and yeah, make your own. Oh, yeah, I definitely do them at the house more than I ever... I don't think I ever buy them out and about and throw some other stuff on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've I've paid, a, you know, an upcharge for an avocado toast, but when I did, there was like half an avocado on that on that one piece oh, of toast. Oh, yeah, and I know what you're talking about. seeds and stuff. Yeah. It was good, good stuff, yeah. you know? It was worth worth every penny. Nice. Yeah, shot at avocado toast. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was actually watching a new food program uh, earlier today before I came here. Is, uh, have you guys ever seen the movie Chef with uh, yes. John Favreau? Yes, I did see like, that. Like so, he just put out a documentary series, yeah. like kind of going behind the scenes, and because he's good friends with like Roy Choi, who oh, started the Kogi truck and whatnot. Mm. But uh, they were cooking this shrimp dish, and like they put just like a nice piece of toast under it, and they're like, you know what? The, it's not even really about the shrimp. You know the shrimp, like that's just some flavor. Like it's about the toast that like sops up all the br- all the sauce mm. and all the flavor, and people just underestimate the power of good toast. <laughs> yeah, because it's just good bread that yeah. they've been yeah, exactly. they've been taught comes free at the table for them when they <sighs> sit somewhere. That's true. Like why? Yeah, it's a throwaway. Bread is yeah. <sighs> bread is cost money to make. Mm-hmm. Why would it be free to serve? You know. So what is your favorite? piece of bread to mm. just for like on like a daily snack or something oh god well it changes from time to time and mm. you know customers will ask oh what's your favorite mm-hmm. you know i invented them all so <laughs> yeah. uh, when you pick one of my I, children I, that's exactly yeah. what i say i say oh you know they're all my children mm-hmm. it's a sophie's choice type of thing uh just kidding um so <laughs> i really it's tough to say it changes all the time too you know Mm. my husband and i will go through phases where we'll we'll bring you know a bread home also more often than not we just like forget to bring home bread (laughs) it's like right now we don't have any bread home and i was like oh i have to eat this eggs with like nothing (laughs) it's like my baker is right there Um, it's tragic but uh you know mish's was the first bread that i made and crafted Mm. and put out there into the world Okay. As, special as me. Party, yeah, yeah okay. that that and baguettes are like my two most mm. classic. Um, so I guess either of those would be 
you know, that's why I brought you guys a baguette today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to digging into that tonight. I don't think Anson knew that. No, I, I appreciate Chris that. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I was trying to like, yeah. be like, oh, that's oh, it. What, what baguettes? Nice. <laughs> yeah, and like, uh, at the top, by then, by, by the time we even saw the baguettes on Sunday, I had already enough, so I'm like, uh uh-huh. And he was like, oh, you got the ones that you could like pick apart. And so I'm like, oh, that's genius. I was like, all right, let me just cut myself off. Give me a reason to come back. But. Just come back. I mean, we'll yeah, be exactly, open again, you know? Exactly, yeah. That's the thing. It's like right around the corner from my house, so. I know. You know a few there, items oh, at a time no. is okay. Like, yeah. Yes. The first time, though, I, I went a little crazy. I was like, oh, I've never had a Bialy. What's a Bostock? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and I had a little bit of all that. But that was good. Like, at least I just cut a little pieces of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Sounds like a good Father's Day. Mm-hmm. It was. Definitely. Yeah, it was a, it was a hit, so. So, you started as you started your business yep. as a subscription box. Mm-hmm. Was that in conjunction with the pop-ups you were doing or did one come before the other? Uh yeah, one came before the other. I started doing a pop-up. My first ever event was at a beer and cheese pairing event at Cleofus Quealy. Okay. Um, I've down been there before. Off yeah. Davis. It's a great brewery yeah. um, owned by my friend Dan Watson. Small batch stuff. Just right? fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and he stuff. still has a full time job in tech. <laughs> Just oh. talk yeah, yeah, about side talk. hustle. Yeah, muscle, yeah. yeah multiple uh, hustles. Know, in the Amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they make really wonderful beers. And I, you know, I'd been frequenting the brewery and asking him questions and getting some, some mentorly advice. Hmm about how to start a business and all those things. And I believe he invited me to like sell, you know, like if people wanted to buy baguette with the cheese and the beer, like it could all just be a thing. So I think I made like 30 baguettes, sold them for $3.50 each. Now the price is $4. So it, it only made one move from, nice. That's from a pop-up to, um, yeah, from three fifty to 4 But the... Yeah, I was. I did maybe five or six pop ups mm. at the brewery then, like every Friday um, in the summer of twenty. Oh God, I don't even know. Twenty seven, twenty whatever three years ago, uh, twenty sixteen, and um, and that was in anticipation of the Bread Club, which was mm. a subscription model where folks would buy into either Bread Club or Baguette Club. Mm. They would pay in advance. Um, you know, six weeks, and then every Friday they would pick up their loaf of bread, which would differ, you know, every week. And it was kind of a way for me to test my menu on, you know, lots of different people mm-hmm. and see what it was like to deliver bread and see how timing was to, okay, I have to be in at this time, and then it has to be cool, and then this and this. You know, yeah. it, it was really like a test run yeah. of the whole of the bakery and mm-hmm. um, six months of doing bread club. Uh, while working still for another bakery, so it was my side hustle then for the first mm. for the first eight months of the business. Um, I yeah, I got up to a hundred subscribers. Wow, nice! You know, so as the side hustle too, yeah, just mm. yeah. And so at a certain point, you just decide when a side hustle just becomes your hustle. Yeah, like I'm yep. just, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, you're you're focused on that and getting that right. Mm. Yeah, so it's it is a opportunity cost when you don't. Mm pursue the thing that you ultimately you you really do want to do um it's cool that you got to get your feet wet a little bit though mm -hmm. and see the response to your bread before just kind of going blindly into it you know you kind of knew what to expect uh when you put your product out there definitely that that was definitely like the time too when uh subscription boxes started getting really big Mm -hmm. was there any that you were subscribing to that (laughs) inspired that or it was just something like this is how i'm gonna get it out there well you know so speaking of you know home bakers and instagram and all that i was inspired by a man named don guerra who owns a bakery in tucson called barrio bread nice shout out to don who Mm. gave me his birote recipe Mm. uh which i've i've tweaked a little bit but you too. If you haven't tried that, it's a sleeper oh. hit. Mm, okay, it's a little, okay. it's a little white roll that's um, based on a Guadalajaran style ciabatta and it has some lemon juice instead mm. of olive oil. So it just looks like kind of, it looks super basic, but it's mm, so good. Nice. So I'll see you on the weekend I've, I've for, for some. Yeah, made definitely. a couple of breakfast sandwiches on your roll before. I know I've used a Maybe. hollow roll. Okay, yeah, I, I might have. Um, one of those before. Mm. I'll, so, re- I'll have to revisit. Yeah. So, so before Don had his brick and mortar, he built out his own garage as a bakery. And he, I learned about this model from him. So it's mm. CSB, which is based on CSA, which is also, which is a farm box that actually we now host on Wednesday nights oh, nice. as part of Wholesome Wednesdays. And so that's <clears> like a, a 
fresh picked produce coming from one farm and then uh, the bakery is now a host site for two different CSAs, which is fantastic. Nice. Um, so yeah, I, I was inspired by that model and I thought it was a really good way to build community and you know learn people's names and have that direct relationship mm-hmm. with people. Um, yeah, and it, it was great. I mean, people were really understanding if something wasn't right. You know, mm-hmm. I've had I had a bread or two not go well. Mm-hmm. You know that people yeah. people paid for. They're expecting a thing, and when I have to write a group email and send out a newsletter saying, yeah. "Sorry, guys, like this this loaf did not come out." Like no I'm way, so yes. sorry. People are like, "Oh, it's okay." You know, we'll we'll get it from you next time. Or mm-hmm. dealing with the the converse of that. You know. Um, <laughs> You know, like, oh, like, this isn't good. I was expecting this, you know, and learning how to deal yeah. with customer service, which uh-huh. is a major part of having a, you know, a food industry business. Definitely. So yeah, it was nice. great. And yeah. at some point, it wasn't really sustainable to continue Bread Club yes. because I started to grow my, the wholesale part in mm. which, in which, you know, I become less directly connected to customers because mm-hmm. I use the grocery store, the restaurant as a conduit. Yes. So um, it's fewer customers to keep track of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, is a better way to get the name and the brand and the product out mm-hmm. there. I mean, hopefully, I'm sure there was. Like, I, I like to see something start from the ground up where, like you said, you're the one delivering it. But like you said, I'm sure they were understandable about sometimes the bread not being what we want. But now being able to get at the store, that's I'm like, I, I used to get my stuff delivered by her. It's got to be a good feeling. You know, like now you see it yes. in the local spots. Yeah. So. I mean, just last week I did um I did a pop up. I'm all about pop ups. Mm-hmm. It's like our, our middle name. <laughs> um, so I did a pop up, meaning I took all the items that we sell at the store and I brought them to Palo Alto mm-hmm. and sold them kind of like farmer's market style with a tent just in front of a store where we sell the bread because a lot of my fans are in Palo Alto and I thought, well, they really want to know, they really want to taste all these things that they're seeing online, but they don't want to schlep all the way to San Leandro yeah. to get it because it's nice. so far. Yeah. <laughs> um, but a few people came to the pop-up that's like awesome. that were in my bread club in the mm, very beginning. Nice. I mean, oh, man, that's got to feel good. I, I, I see people regularly at the store mm-hmm. who, yeah. you know, are who were in the original bread club. That's so awesome. So it's just like, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Such warm fuzzies, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's why I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah sure every... Get powers you through some of those days. Yeah. <laughs> every three months I have a moment where, yeah. oh, this is why, <laughs> this why. is why. Okay, I'll, nice. I'll keep doing this. Nice. And yeah. I mean, too, like my, um, my first time to your, your shop was on Sunday and you're all about the pop-ups because you had people in front of your shop too with pop-ups. So that's awesome yes, to see that. Yeah. yeah. And that's a way to pay pay forward like Mm -hmm. i host uh different women entrepreneurs with all kinds of businesses Mm -hmm. and you know like me originally i didn't have a space to sell my bread so i did this this uh crazy subscription model um and a lot of these folks also you know they don't have permits for like a wholesale operation Mm -hmm. they they can't scale to the point where they can do xyz so I just say, hey, come on over to my sidewalk. That's and, amazing. you know, so once a month, I have <laughs> usually four or five different women-owned businesses, um, food, not food, you mm-hmm. know, medicine, clothes, paper mm-hmm. goods, uh, lots of things. Um, and it's a good way for them to get exposure mm-hmm. in the way that, you know, that I did for myself earlier on. So Yeah, it's a nice little area. If you guys haven't been around there, Victoria Circle is a nice little you can a have like court, a little picnic yeah. out there, mm-hmm. yeah. It's oh a yeah, nice little lawn out there on a nice yeah. sunny summer day. It's yes. a good place to be. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, exactly. It's like if you wrote a script and had someone go to a bakery in that scene. That's how it would look. <laughs> like that street looks like that. You know, it's like really just welcoming and boom, get what you want and get out there. Yeah, we That's have nice. some benches too. Yeah, if you want to, you know, pose Chill in front up, yeah. of the bakery with the food. So how long was it before you realized that uh, it was time to uh, get a place of your own? You know, I knew pretty soon into the business that it would not be sustainable to work out of a commercial kitchen. Mm-hmm. I was, I, the last month that I was at the commercial kitchen, I paid three times more than I now pay Oof. monthly. Wow. Wow. Like, For I my even, own space, yeah, I, 24 I have hours never a day. That, yeah. Wow. Um, so, you know, the commercial kitchen is a great place to test your proof of concept, mm. see if you have an audience, see if you're doing a thing that people want, mm. to see if something is profitable. Yeah. Uh, just 
to figure out systems. Yeah, like see how much and, energy it puts to make that quantity yeah. of something. Yeah. And and I felt like once I knew it was good and I wanted to expand, but I I knew why I couldn't. Mm. I knew in the future we would need to move. Because there were also other bread bakeries renting space. And so there's only 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. The delivery cycle for a wholesale business is, you know, like 4 a.m. to 11 a.m. Only so many people can be in an oven at the same time. And dry storage. I mean, everything Mm -hmm. is at a, is that, you know, is that a minimum, I guess? I don't know Mm -hmm. the right turn of phrase. But it's a, yeah. So I I knew it wouldn't be a forever thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was... I actively looked for spaces all the time. You know, I got a broker. <clears throat> I talked to people. Got I got out there. I looked. I, I didn't think at first that I even needed to be like in a neighborhood. Mm. All I thought was, this is a bread business. I'm wholesale. I'll be anywhere. Wow. Yeah. I'll be in the okay. South Bay. I'll be in the North Bay. I'll be in the East Bay. Mm. Whatever. Wherever my thing is, I will move there and I'll just be there. Mm. And... I was sitting at Zocalo Coffee, which is a, a block, a block mm. south Huge of fan. the bakery. Yes, shout out to Sarah <laughs> and Zocalo. Um, and I was doing some like invoicing or something, and this lady says to me, "Huh, what are you doing over there?" And I was like, "Oh, I, I'm just like doing some invoices. I have a little business." And she was like, "Oh, what kind of business?" And I said, "Well, it's a bread business, you know." She was like, "Oh, my friend has a space, and it's just been sitting dormant, you know." Uh, maybe maybe i should connect you and i was like all right okay wow, yeah. so so she connected me and i <clears throat> i went and i saw the space and it didn't look you know it was a restaurant and it had this big like prep cook area and it had all these grills and it was, mm. it was dirty and there were cobwebs and <laughs> you know there's this office space uh, like as big as the studio honestly mm. and um i was like well I don't know. So I thanked her and you know, then I thought more about it. I saw a bunch of other spaces. Four months later I called her back. Uh, can I come look again? Yeah. You know, and didn't have the vision yet. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have the vision yet yeah. and I and I kept looking and I mm-hmm. kept bringing people back to the space, like a friend who's an electrician. I said, Frank, can you come, you know, can you come look with me? Like, mm. is this gonna be is this enough gas? Is this stuff he was like, Yeah, this could be da 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 and then it was like a year later. I mm. the same space still there. Yeah. Now it's my bakery. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and it's insane. And my my landlords live on my street. That's that's crazy. Uh, and they have their own food business. Oh, wow. And you know we made some major changes to the bakery, but mm. um, it was really almost food ready. That's why the build out was only about six months. Nice. It had the right quarry tile floors. It had uh, stainless walls. Mm. You know a lot of the things that Alameda County wants you to have in place. Wow. Um, otherwise there's a lot, there's yeah, a lot that you have to change yeah. over. You can't just pick a building and that's going to work for a big yeah. oven in there and call yeah. it a day. <laughs> Not at all. So, um, yeah, it was pretty wild, nice. but eventually it, it was like the right space. Mm. And now I can't imagine being anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I could be in like, you know, who knows where mm. in like a, a deep industrial yeah. space where yeah, nobody would walk by with their stroller and their, you know, chihuahuas like, you know, mm. they do now and yeah. people see and it. And stumble across it, some people, yeah. I'm sure, man. Yeah, I yeah. see people walk from all over the neighborhood just to yeah. go there every weekend, mm-hmm. man. It's yeah. a great scene. Yeah, it's a, yeah, exactly. It's nice little just chill spot right there. Yeah, so it's it really, really worked out nicely. So do you have any advice for people that are, you know, experimenting with baking currently? Like what, what advice would you give <laughs> to somebody who's just coming up in the game? Um, well, I don't think everybody that makes bread should like have a bread business. Mm-hmm. Like only do that if you want to run a business. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I make a little bread. I run a business. <laughs> I, I train a lot of other people that, that make a lot yeah. of bread. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I haven't thought of much as as much about that but um experimentation is great uh you know flowers cheap yeah. keep trying there's a ton <clears throat> of resources around um online or books yeah. um there's tons of books <laughs> honestly i think you just have to keep trying things and see mm-hmm. what works and taste it and give your bread away to your friends <laughs> definitely um yeah so now now's a good time we can get into this segment that we like to call support quality and uh, we just want to ask you about something that has brought quality into your life. Now, this could be in the context of baking. It could be mm. a person, place, a thing, a, yeah. a process. 
Mm-hmm. But what is something that has uh, made a difference in your life lately? Mm. I would say that people showing kindness, kindness uh, in all facets of my life has made a huge difference in through hard times and through, you know, struggles in the business and in, in real life. Um, mm. Customers are so amazing. I mean, whenever I'm working the front or my husband works the front on Saturdays, people are just like so overwhelmingly positive about what's going on. You know, of course, with having no context of all the crazy things that had to happen (laughs) before the moment when they bought their sticky bun. Um, But it really makes it, you know, it feels really good when people are, uh, are receptive to the things that we're doing and trying to put out there. Um, That's, that makes a really big difference. Very quality. Nice. Yeah. So uh, what are some of the things that are on the horizon for As Needed? Or mm. like you mentioned, ideas. some other <laughs> business <laughs> ideas that you might have brewing. <clears throat> I mean, I have so many ideas all the time, which is why I have such an, I'm so glad I have an amazing operations staff who mm. put into play the things that I'm coming up with. Um, here's a new idea I have. Uh, it's called Bread and Roses, which mm. is... Um, two great things. Uh, (laughs) On Wednesdays, during Wholesome Wednesdays, I would like to start hosting a uh, a nonprofit or a kind of social justice oriented group Mm -hmm. that um, talks about, like kind of pops up, right, in front of the bakery (laughs) and talks about what what the issue of the day is or what what they're uh, passionate about and Mm. what's going on. And it would connect to an item that we sell in the bakery Mm. That would, you know, like 50% of the profit from mm. this would go toward to, okay, the cause, the, the right cause, there, yep. cause of the day. Mm. Yeah. Um, and Bread awesome. and Roses is like a, a worker's solidarity song mm. that like my family used to sing. That's awesome. So it's like a, it's a labor movement nice. thing. Very cool. Um, that's one idea. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd like to make so many more breads than we make, but it making any new product yeah. requires like a new process yeah, yeah. So. yeah. room for it and yeah. every loaf that you make uh is a different dough right but yeah, yeah. yep mm. exactly how many how many loaves do, do you currently put out <laughs> well we do we have so we have eight um eight loaves that we wholesale um two of them are have are each two doughs um so out of the eight to like a baguette and an epi is they're both a baguette dough but okay. an epi is turned into an epi with a scissor by mm. snipping it and then moving that little piece what is an epi ah an epi good question so it's a, a pan d'epi um it's a wheat stock shaped baguette so it's really easy to tear and share yes, and that was it, the one that i that almost got <laughs> <me>. <laughs> it it has um, more crust than a traditional mm. baguette which has kind of more insides mm. um so if you really like crust on a baguette then an epi is is for you um they're very delicious so a baguette and an epi is the same dough okay. and then the miche and the sesame are also the same dough mm. it's the miche with sesame on top but we don't we don't pretend that they're different they're different doughs but mm-hmm. the other doughs are all are all unique like challah is its own thing yeah. brioche is its own thing flax sunflower is its own thing so they're yeah yeah that still makes me realize i still have a lot to try oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. nothing wrong with that and we're ready <laughs> any of the new stuff you're, you're coming out with we are ready to try it so if you need some testers we're there we'll be there yeah, I'm still kind of disappointed in myself that I didn't pull the trigger when I saw that you made bread pudding out of the uh, sticky buns. Yes. Before. Well, this coming weekend, <coughs> just oh. come by. We're going to do a cardamom sticky bun. Mm. Bread right. pudding. I forgot what the last one I bought. Well, actually, we had that one at the cherry festival. Yeah, oh, the, for the bread pudding. Oh, the yeah. cherry almond. Yeah, yeah. That, was, yeah. that was really tasty. With cherries mm. that I picked. Oh. I know, and pitted. Oh yeah, see that's the, the labor of love exactly. right there. Yeah. So your bakery is in San Leandro, Victoria Circle. Um, where else can the the people find you? Yeah. Uh, so we are open to the public at five eight five Victoria Court, right on Bancroft Avenue, uh, right at the 
lower Oakland, northern San Leandro border, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, or east or western, um, between 580 and 880 if you're driving. And there's also a bus line on Bancroft. Yep. Um, and so folks can come to the store Wednesdays from 4 to 8 p.m. We focus more on savory items mm-hmm. on that day. And then again on Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. They can come and enjoy a delicious selection of artisan breads, sweet and savory noshes, good times, good music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you can't make it to our store, then all around the Bay Area, we sell as south as Palo Alto, um, up to San Francisco, and then in the East Bay. Um, we're, we're all over, just to name a few. We're in both of the Berkeley Bowls, West and Maine. Well, I just was at the Berkeley Bowl uh, <laughs> yesterday. Oh. I, I did not look at the the baked goods. Ah, so. mm-hmm. oh, well, look it. look no further than the bread area. <laughs> yeah, you I got find. you right around the corner. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, you don't have to go fresh. Yeah, you don't have to look too stuff. far for your yes. stuff. Um, we're also in Monterey Market in Berkeley. We're in Farmer Joe's in Oakland. Um, we sell on GoodEggs.com, which is kind of like a digital farmer's market. Mm. Uh, you can have delicious goods delivered to your doorstep. Um, and we're all over, up and down the peninsula, really, uh, in both of the Sagonas, both of the Piazzas, Bianchini's markets, the market at Edgewood. And we're growing, so yeah. so stay wow. tuned. Yeah. Um, Quite a few places. Yeah. Definitely. You can learn more about us at www.asneededbakery.com. Nice. Or follow us on Instagram um, at at as.needed.bakery. Needed is spelled with a K mm. for all you people out yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Ne- needing dough, you know. Yes. Yep. yes. Bread puns. Finally, mm-hmm. like a few people all are now like, oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Did I also see some of your bread on the menu at Top Hatters? Yes, Ooh, we're also, yeah. yeah, we're on the menu at Top Hatters, Drake's Dealership, nice. and uh, the Barrel House. We sell to Flea Street Cafe mm-hmm. in Menlo Park. We're at the bar, the Alembic in the Hate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really a lot of places. Yeah. Can't believe it. Yeah. I know. When, you, when you're speaking them all aloud, yeah, you're yeah. just like, wow, oh, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. That's awesome. Like you say, you got that support that, that you know, those guys out there. Yeah, all over the Bay Area, too. Not mm-hmm. just the East Bay or the Peninsula. It's all far and wide. Yes. Well, thank you, Ileana. It has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you this evening. Yes, yes. I will look forward to eating this baguette uh, very shortly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pretty much. One more time, where can the people find you on social media? Um, at at as.needed.bakery on Instagram mm-hmm. and on our website, asneededbakery.com. Nice. We're also on Facebook. Boom. Yeah, I think All Facebook that. seems to be dying. <laughs> but not, if you're on not Facebook, quite sure. if you're, yeah. if you're, if you're still out there on Facebook, exactly. Yeah. If you're my mom, go to Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mom as well. So yeah, we'll make sure they. <laughs> yeah, Anson's mom. <laughs> Check that out. Yeah, Anson's mom got to sample some of the as needed. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. They were all about it. Yeah, so. Nice. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this right, has really been quality. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm sure that I'll see you very soon. Yeah, yes. I'm moving in uh, soon, so yeah, <laughs> we'll, I won't we'll be, be too long. Yeah. for sure. Great. Yeah, and uh, as always, you can follow us at Quality Goods TV yes. on Instagram. We're on Twitter too, but like we yeah. mentioned, I, I don't really. IG is the way to get. Yeah, yeah. IG is where we're at. Mm-hmm. You know, the TV stands for uh, YouTube these days, so you can mm-hmm. also find us on YouTube. Yes, we, definitely. We're putting some content, some video content out for y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow me at Mr. Beatty. Yep, and I'm at Young Man Old Souls. And yeah, just comment us. If you have any questions for us or as needed? Um, yeah, maybe, but. The best way to answer those questions is go to the bakery and get the snacks. Yes. Yeah. Because yes. I know what your questions are going to be, and it's delicious to go over there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but if you know someone with the goods, let us know. I'm just going to reiterate how delicious that those sticky buns are. And uh, I look forward to having one this weekend. But uh, we will catch you on the next episode of the Quality Goods Podcast. Until next time, we out.